1: Horse with the speed of life, a clod of dust, and a hearty, high of silver, the Lone Ranger. United States Marshal Harry Scott folded the letter he'd received in the morning mail and turned to his deputy, Gig Powell. Well, Gig, I think
0: we've finally located Jock Flavin. You have? Where is he? According to this letter, he's back east in Wyoming, living high and practically running a town called Canyon City. Calls himself Peters now. How are you going to make sure it's Flavin? The easiest way. I'm leaving you in charge here and going to Canyon City myself. That'll be quite a trip, won't it, Harry? Hmm. Not if I end up with Flavin. Don't forget, Gig, he's wanted for murder and robbing the United States mails. I know. But don't you think it might be better to let one of the eastern officers handle it? Oh, <laughs> well, this letter I received is from the east. Washington. I'm one of the few enforcement officers alive, I guess, who could identify Flavin if I saw him. That's why I've got to go after myself. Besides, it's here that he's wanted. And get going as soon as you can, Harry. I intend to, Gig. There's a stage passing through for the east today. I reckon I'll grab that one. I've got the warrant and a raft of evidence to take along, so I'll pack that now. Hate leaving California, but if I pick up Flavin... That's if this fellow Peters is Flavin. Uh, naturally. But if he is, it'll make up for every disappointment we've known since that coyote escaped from us six years ago. Yes, Gig, if Flavin's alive, I'm getting him. This letter makes me sure he is. And make off of this canyon city, Harry. Bring him back here. That's just what I'm going to do.
1: was more than a week later. The man who was known in Canyon City as Jack Peters rose from the desk in his ornate office at the rear of the cafe bearing his name and walked to the window. The sound of a horse galloping to a halt outside had attracted his attention. The rider, Jimmy Gill, Peters' tough, fast-shooting lieutenant, leaped to the ground and hurried into the rear entrance of the cafe, where Peters was waiting to greet him.
2: Are you alone, Jack?
1: It's still Jack.
2: All right, Jack. Listen, i just come from Fort Levy. I've been riding two days straight. You look bushed. What's the matter, Jack? Harry Scott's what heading for this town. God. He'll be only a day away from here by now. Harry Scott coming here? You're crazy. Why would he come here? You don't know, and I won't tell you. But how would he know I'm here after all this time? I don't know the answers, Jack. I'm just telling you. I saw him in Fort Laramie. And I trailed him. He was waiting to make connections with the stage, so he's coming this way, and he's heading for this town. No further. I found out. Is he alone? Yeah, like always. He did like to play a lone hand, didn't he? What are you going to do, Jack? You can bet he's coming here after you. Maybe. But you can bet he's not taking me. I've got too much tied up in this town and I'm not getting out. I figured that. That's why I rode on ahead to tell you. Yeah, yeah. You say he's about a day away from here. Just about. The stage is due here tomorrow afternoon. That gives us time, then. Jimmy, better round up some of your boys and have them sort of sneak out of town a few of the spell. Where will I send them? You decide that. Some place where you can ride down and take over that stagecoach tomorrow. If Harry Scott's on it, he's not going to arrive in Canyon City. You want him killed? No, even if there's gunplay, take him without shooting. We want to find out first if there are others wise of me being here. What happens to Scott depends on what we learn. Yeah, you got to make sure. And you've got to make sure that you get him off the coach and the way to the hideout. That you don't let anybody recognize you or your men. Now get going.
1: Only two passengers remained in the giant stagecoach as it set out on the last legs of its trip between Fort Laramie and Canyon City. A tanned, clear-eyed man of middle years and a good-looking boy of 15. Within a few minutes after taking off, the middle-aged man turned to the boy beside him. Uh, Feels like we ought to acquaint ourselves, son.
0: Seeing as how we'll make the rest of this journey alone... My name's Harry Scott. How do you do, sir? My name's Reed, sir. Dan Reed.
1: Dan Reed, the Lone Ranger's nephew, had been on a trip. He was returning to Canyon City, where he had arranged to meet the Lone Ranger in Tonto. In a short time, he and his traveling companion were deep in conversation. And during the day's journey, they found much to tell each other about their respective territories. The stagecoach continued through the town of Satterley then set into the rugged country that lay between that point and Canyon City, where they'd arrived that afternoon. The Lone Ranger and Tonto sat astride their horses and looked down from the hills onto the trail beneath. Tonto, I think the stagecoach should be coming along any minute now. Ah, it'd be
3: good to see Dan again, Kimo
4: Yes, it will be. Oh, Tonto, over
3: there. That looks like the stagecoach. Ah. It coached, Kimasabi. But me see something else. Another side of trail. Just where it turned. You see in hills?
4: Oh, yes, horsemen. What are they doing there? My field glasses. Let me see now. Otto, we got to start riding down on the trail. Those are holdup men. Hold up men? How you tell? They're wearing bandanas around their faces. You can see that through the glasses.
3: Stagecoach soon be near spot where men are.
4: Then let's get there and stop them.
3: Don't
2: them <laughs> up.
1: Marshal Harry Scott and young Dan Reed, passengers on the Canyon City Bond stagecoach, were talking and paid little attention to the country through which they were passing. Suddenly, there came the sound of shots from the hills that lined both sides of the trail, and they heard their driver Wyoming shout, Bandits, pull
0: up! We're both right down. Keep low inside there. number.
2: Oh, Wyoming, I'm shot. They got me. The shotgun! Oh, oh, the thing blasted.
0: Two have killed the shotgun rider. Don't draw your gun, boy. There are too many of them.
5: Look. Oh. Mr. Scott, they're killing. They just
0: shot the driver.
1: Then don't fire, they'll shoot you. Let me handle this if I can. The onrush of riders from both sides, their guns blazing, was too great a challenge now that both the stagecoach driver and his shotgun guard had been mortally wounded. Harry Scott had been a fighting law officer too long to think it would be possible for him and a mere boy to hold off the horde of riders who now rode on and dragged the coach horses to a halt.
2: All right, you people inside. Get out here with your hands in the air and get out
1: quick. Come on, Danny. Jimmy Gill, leading the masked bandit, showed surprise in his eyes when he saw only two passengers emerge from the coach. This was easier than he had expected. Only two, huh? And one a kid. Kill those two
5: men. You'll never get away with this.
0: Quiet, quiet, son. You can't say things to men like these here. What is it you want? Our money? Maybe we'll take that. What we
2: want is you, Scott.
0: Me? You know me?
2: Yeah. Been waiting for you, too. Boys, take this hombre, tie him up and get him out of right, here. That way. Come on there, you. Put your hands out so we can tie him. Mm. Stop fiddling.
5: You can't take a knot without taking me. I'll show you. you, a I'll show you. No, <coughs> a get back
2: there. Uh, tough little one, aren't you? How'd you like a dose of something to tender you up a bit, huh? Someone coming. Horseman heading this way. We got this fella tied up. And take him away quick. We gotta get out of here.
0: So they got you all fixed up like a roasting turkey, huh, Scott? Flavin's behind. This is not he? You're his man, aren't you?
2: What do you think? Now get going. I'll talk to you later. Those riders are getting nearer. They're shooting. All right, back into the hills, Ollie, and don't return to fire. Get away and get that Scott right. to the hot ass. What app. about the kid? Leave him here. He can't do anything.
4: Yeah.
1: The mass killers had written off with their prisoner, Harry Scott. Only Jimmy Gill remained behind for a moment, watching the approach of the riders. Mass man in an engine. How to shoot him? Listen, kid, forget whatever you heard here. If you don't, we'll find you and track you down wherever you are. I better be getting away from here now. As Gil started for his horse, Dan Reed made a sudden leap at the gang leader, his hand grasping at the bandana that covered Gil's face. Oh, you little... Let go! Let go of me! The Lone Ranger, riding in fast, held his gunfire, lest a bullet hit Dan Reed. The boy tried desperately to hold on to the man, but Gil broke the lad's grip and sent him sprawling to the ground. Then he ran to his horse and leaped into the saddle. Couching low, his face averted, the gang leader galloped off. But not before Dan Reed, who had pulled the bandana from his face, had viewed it fully. Dan, you're safe. They haven't harmed you?
5: I'm all right, sir, but a couple of these men, they're they're
4: dead. See? We tried to get here in time, but couldn't.
3: You right after gang, Kimasabi?
4: No, not yet, Tuttle. See what we can do here. Dan, you tore the bandana from that man's face. Would you know him if you saw him
1: again? Yes, sir, I would. Anywhere. And we'll trail him. What did they take, or what did they want? While Tonto looked at the fallen Wyoming and his shotgun rider to find that both had died, the Lone Ranger listened to Dan Reed's story. They took Scott away and called him by name.
4: It's he they wanted. But why? Wait. Harry Scott, California. Describe him to me, Dan.
1: The young boy did. And when he'd finished, the masked man's eyes lighted with recognition and understanding. I thought I knew the man... He is or was a United States Marshal in California.
5: Well, he didn't tell me that, sir. But maybe that's how the bandits knew him.
4: Yes, and probably the reason they took him off the stagecoach. Tonto, unless I miss my guess, this wasn't an accident. There's someone in Canyon City who didn't want Harry Scott to arrive there. A man named Flavin.
3: That's the name he mentioned. Well, maybe him not have the same name now.
4: He probably hasn't. But Dan saw the leader's face just now. Perhaps he was Flavin. Maybe he's not. Scott would have recognized his voice. Kimosabe. Yes.
3: Many horsemen ride this way. Them waving guns. Them shining sun. Bad shine too.
4: Yes, they're lawmen.
3: But they're shooting.
4: Not at you, Dan. At us. They must see the mask.
3: Maybe them think us outlaw men.
4: Get down, Dan. Hug the ground. Stand behind the stagecoach.
5: Yes, sir. But what are you going to do? They're not riding off.
4: Yes, sir. We do, Dan. Those bullets are coming too close. They mightn't wait to ask questions.
3: Now, we find hold up killers. We ride away now, Kimasambi. I'm
4: going. hello I'll be with you. Get him up,
3: town. What do I do when you're gone?
4: Tell the sheriff your story. He'll probably place you under custody and take you to town. Stay there. hello we'll get in touch with you. Yes, sir. We'll learn where you are. Easy, big fellow. <coughs> Those men coming are a posse, all right. All right, Silver. We got to make a run for it. One, two.
5: Right after that masked man, get him and the Indian. They've murdered these men here. Get him, get after them, shoot him down. Get that
2: murder.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story, most of Sheriff Joe Belson's posse had ridden off into the hills after the Lone Ranger and Tonto. The sheriff and his men had ridden out of Canyon City onto the trail when the usually prompt stagecoach failed to appear in Canyon City on time. Now, the sheriff, after examining the dead men and the scene of the brutal murders, walked back to Dan Reed, who had already told him the story of what had happened. Sharon? There's
5: no reason why you should lie to me about those last two, the masked man and the Indian. But it all sounds mighty peculiar to me, though. But it's the truth, Sheriff. You say you'd recognize this sombre that led him if you saw him again? I'm sure I would. And if he's in this territory, chances are you're going to be in danger, son. He'll come after you. So we'll put you up in a room at the Eagle Hotel, keep a couple of sharp-eyed men in the lobby. You'll be safe. I'll make sure of that.
1: A few hours later, Jimmy Gill, who had led his masked crooks in the stage holdup that had resulted in two deaths and the taking of Marshal Harry Scott, enters the office of Jock Flavin, known in Canyon City as Jack Peters. Hey, Jock. Jack? Oh, Jack, I mean. That kid, the one who tore off my bandana. You ought to be shot
2: for that. What about him? They've had him over at the sheriff's office. He must have told them a good story there because they've let him go a few minutes ago. Where is he now? He took a room at the Eagle Hotel. That means he's gonna be around for a spell, maybe. Well, nobody said I wanted him around. You'll see me later, then. The sheriff's got a couple of men in the lobby supposed to be protecting the kid. But nobody's upstairs where the kid is. I'll sneak in the back, get into the room, and do away with the kid in one stroke. I'll be out of there quicker than a quail.
1: Tonto had gotten into Canyon City without being seen and had noticed the same weakness in guarding Dan Reed that Jimmy Gill had told Jack Peters about. There were guards in the lobby, but apparently none in the rear. When he had gained entrance there, he hurried at once to Dan's room. A short conversation together, then he and the boy left silently. A short time later, they were in the Lone Ranger's camp on the outskirts of town. We're not sure Scott is dead. If he's not, we'd
4: have no way of locating him, except for one fact...
3: You mean maybe Dan see man who lead gang, and we learn through him?
4: Something like that, Toto. This cut was taken to stop him from identifying someone. That person must be desperate.
5: I told the sheriff about their mentioning the name Flavin. He said there's no one in Canyon City
3: with that name.
4: Which doesn't mean that Flavin's not there with another name. That's what we've got to find out. I'd rather see Scott alive to do the identifying. You have ID in mind, Kimasabi? Yes, that's why I sent for Dan, Toto. Dan, I think you're in danger at the hotel or any place else in Canyon City.
0: I think so, too, sir. But I'm not afraid.
4: I know you're not. That's why I'm going to ask you to possibly risk your life. Though we'll keep that risk to a minimum.
5: What is it you want me to do?
4: Go back to your hotel. But get around in the lobby where you can see people, where they can hear you. Let it be known that you were a witness to that hold up and murder. Say you're ready to identify the murderer. Then go to your room and stay there. Hannah will get in there, too, and be with you. Unless I'm mistaken about the type of mind we're dealing with, something should happen before the night's over.
1: Now, here's what you do. The gas lights in the hallways of the Eagle Hotel had been extinguished at 10 o'clock. Shortly after that, the figure of a man moved quietly through a back door and tiptoed up the stairway. Then down the hall until he came to a room where he knew Dan Reed was staying. The figure was that of Jimmy Gill. He opened the door stealthily, moved a few steps into the room, and waited. He could hear the deep and regular snoring of a person in sleep, and his eyes, not used to the darkness, could see the outline of a figure under the bedclothes. This was the boy he must kill for his own and Jock Flavin's protection. But he must act quickly. Do it in one great stroke. He walked quickly to where the snoring sounds and the figure led him. Then withdrew a large shining knife from his waist belt. He brought it up in the air and brought it down with one hard swoop. (coughs) The knife had plunged deep and with little interference. There was no doubt about its effectiveness. Gil turned, ran to the door, and hurried down the rear stairway. As the man left, another figure stepped from behind a screen and lit a candle which he cradled in his hand so that just enough light shone on the bed. It was Toto, And as he held the candle, Dan Reed pulled himself from beneath the bed and rose to his feet.
5: <laughs> oh, Tonto, I'm sure glad that wasn't Dan Reed lying there.
3: <laughs> Look how nice sticking clothes, huh? <laughs> And in meat we place there. That was the touch that fooled him. Look, that knife is going completely through the leg of lamb you put beneath the clothes. <laughs> but best part was where you snore from under bed, <laughs> like you was on it. Then make groan when knife touch make-believe body.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but we'd better hurry, Tonto. We've got to follow that man. Well, now, you not worry, Dan. Lone Ranger, wait below for man to come. If him come, Lone Ranger follow. Me follow, too. Well, what about me? Well, me leave trail behind, Dan. You go to sheriff, bring him here. Show him what happened. Then get posse, follow where we lead. Maybe we know who we look for there.
1: There were only two guards looking after Marshal Harry Scott in the hideout, where he had been held since his removal from the stagecoach that afternoon. But his hands and ankles were bound so completely, only two guards were necessary. They stood in the background now as Jock Flavin, alias Jack Peters, stood before the government agent and talked. It's a long way, Scott,
0: coming from California to die here. But that's the way it has to be. Perhaps. Still, it's just as inevitable that you'll wind up on the end of a rope. You said that six years ago when you took me. And what happened? I'm the
2: richest guy in Canyon City. I run things here, I'm a citizen. That's why I don't want any tin-badge marshal coming into town and spoiling things for me. There'll be
0: others after me. Can't I convince you, Flavin? The name is Jack
2: Peters in these parts. Can't I convince
0: you, Flavin? I told you what the name was. You want another? Just go on being smart. Real bad man, aren't you? Hitting someone who's tied up. Having your own gang to hold up stages and do anything else you want. You always were a skunk, Flavin. (laughs) told you to stop being smart. Why? Because you have? Now look here, Peters, does that please you? And I only say that because I want to finish telling you something without your hand flipping across my mouth. Maybe
2: you'll get it again.
0: Maybe. Your men today and you yourself tonight have been looking for a warrant or some legal papers that I might be carrying. You haven't found them for the very good reason I don't have any. Then why are you here? Anybody else know you're in Canyon City? I haven't been there. Remember? Yes, a lot of people know. That's why I say you can do what you want with me and you're still not free. I don't believe you. Well, then why all this elaborate treatment? Because I want to know. Well, you know all I can tell you. Uh, company. Uh, shut up. Open that door, one of you hombres. Hey, Jack. Jack, I said. Yeah, you get slapped for saying his name wrong. Don't you, Flay? Shut up.
2: Well, Jimmy? I did it. The kid's finished. What'd you say? I said the kid's finished. That tough little hombre that was with you on the stagecoach today is dead. I gave it to him.
0: You killed Dan? That boy? Yeah. (laughs) You did
2: it quick and neat, Jimmy. Couldn't have been any better. What about this hombre?
0: You're savages, both of you. If you're going to do any more killing, get it over with right now. I'd feel better out of a world that holds the likes of you.
2: I'll feel better, too, if you get out, Scott.
0: I'm not going to bother anymore.
2: Nobody knows you're here or knows about me. But they do. You say. If they don't, then I'm going to kill you. If they do and come after me, <laughs> I can see now it's just as well to have you out of the way. So go ahead, Jimmy. Take care of this fella. Oh, you mean that? You know what you said today, Jack. I keep telling you to call me Jack. The name is Jack Peters. Uh, stench by any other name would be just... How many times have I got to do this to you? Not many, Jake. I'll get rid of them now. Go ahead. Or wait like I get outside. I don't like this messy stuff. <laughs> Goodbye, Scott. Hope you enjoyed
4: your trip from California. Sure you're not going to enjoy hey, your trip back? I,
2: where did you oh, come
4: right. from? Four of you. All right. But you've got to shoot better than that. Like this. Oh, my shoulder. Oh. all people, here. Back into the room, whatever your name is. I take it it's Flavin. It's, it's
0: Flavin, all right. And he hits people for calling him that.
4: Glad I found you alive, Marshal. Flavin, go over there and untie that man.
0: Don't stand there
2: move. I don't know who you are, stranger, but I, I've got money. I, I'd like to talk things over with you.
4: You can talk things over with Marshal Scott from the sheriff. He's on his way here now. Pick up that killer of yours lying oh, on the floor shoulder. over there. Oh. Have those ropes loose, Flavin?
0: Yes, he has. My hands are free now. I've got to do this. <laughs> that's just a small repayment in kind, Flavin. I'll let the courts take care of the debt part. Well, that's enough. My ankles are free now. I'm mighty grateful, stranger. See?
5: They found Mr. Scott. Come
4: here, like me tell you. Well, all right. Dan, Eagle. Dan, you're alive. Yes, sir. This is the boy that... that... your man thought he stabbed to death at the Eagle Hotel.
2: Like oh, my shoulder.
4: You oh. should groan, oh. Gil, you bungler. Here you are, Sheriff. Marshal Scott here will tell you who these men are and what crimes they've committed. Now, uh,
3: Yes. when Dan come back to hotel room with Sheriff, he'll find these papers, them in baggage. It's a federal warrant and some indictments against a man named Flavin.
0: Well, that's Flavin right over there. Jack Peters! I'm taking him back to California with me when I've made arrangements with you, Sheriff.
5: That other man, the wounded one, he was the leader of the gang that held up the stage. Oh, uh, so it was you, Jimmy
0: Gill. Uh... You can take over, Sheriff. Oh, about those papers and that warrant, you'll appreciate this, Flavin Peters. I did have them, but I left them in custody of Dan here. Well, I didn't know you'd done that, sir. I suspected what might be happening when those men rode in on us. That's why I slipped the papers in your baggage. In case anything happened to me, I knew you'd find them and turn them over to authorities.
5: I would have, sir. Mm, What a sheriff I am. All these crooks around me and I didn't know it. And today I wanted to arrest the masked man. Hey, where'd he go?
4: Well, he was here a minute ago. The engine's
5: gone, too. He's probably gone off to help someone in trouble, just as he helped me. That's his way. you're from California and you've never been in these
0: parts before. How'd you come to know about this man? Why, everybody knows about him. Everywhere. Sheriff, do you mean to say you didn't know who that was? No. Who was he? That was the Lone Ranger.
2: I don't know where